and welcome to another edition of the Steelers Depot live stream here on this Monday, this Victory Monday, October 9th. Your first place Pittsburgh Steelers in the AFC North off their 17-10 win against the Baltimore Ravens on Sunday. As always, Dave Bryan is here with me. Dave, how you doing? And are you still trying to, have you processed how this team found a way to win that game yesterday? I, I'm trying to process the totality. Oh, happy uh, Monday, everybody, first and foremost. Trying to process uh, that uh, Arjun Minnon, 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 who does all the great analytics work on, on Twitter and all like that, uh, he posted something uh, about six hours to go, uh, ago talking about uh, you know, got six offensive success rates and all up there and says, someone please explain to me how the Steelers currently <laughs> have, have a winning record. And I, 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 I quote tweeted that and then said 11 total takeaways, three double to triple explosive play touchdown passes, Boswell's leg and a bunch of drops by the Ravens. The <laughs> end. I think that's about that. That about sums it up uh, uh, for the most part, but Hey, I mean, you are you are what your record says you are, and right now they are three and two. And as you said, uh, going into the bye week, uh, uh, leading the AFC North division. Yeah, got to be happy about that. So as always, Dave and I answering your Steelers questions for the next hour until 8 p.m. Eastern time. If you want a guarantee of your question being asked and answered, typically we get more people in here after wins, and so it might be. May not be able to get to every single question, but you can send us a super chat and go to the front of the line and be answered almost immediately. Uh, no obligation to do so, although we would love if you guys could like this video to bring in more of Steeler fans to the channel, to the chat, and subscribe to the channel as well. You guys can see some practice squad moves Pittsburgh made today, including releasing punter Brad Wing, who served as the punter the past two games. They signed that Presley Harvin will be ready for Week 7 against the Rams, but... We'll get into your questions here to start things off. My friend, Mike Adesso, looks like more of a question, but or more of a comment, but a little question tucked in there. It says, great team win, first place. Mason Cole is a problem guy. Same with Gunner. He can't ever return a punt again, right? The good, Cole Holcomb just gets better and better. Quan and Alandon, too. Yeah, I thought the inside backers played really well overall. Oshevsky, I can't see him. Returning again in Pittsburgh, uh, may just stick around for a bit here until Deontay Johnson is healthy. I feel bad for the guy. You know, he's not doing it on purpose, but obviously it's a results-oriented business, and the results have been miserable with Gunnar Cole. I think will remain the center, though. Yeah, I have a feeling Cole's going going to remain at center. Where I'm trying to pull up the chart that I pulled up uh, yesterday, the five times this year that uh, Gunnar has touched uh, the football, uh, let's see, he had, uh, against Cleveland, uh, Hopkins kicks 56 yards and that's the one that he caught it along the sideline toe tapped, uh, uh, at the Steelers nine for no gain. The second one was that short pass to the right to gunner, uh, for negative one yards, got blown up on the play and fumbled away to football. The third one was a punt, uh, by stout, uh, I guess that was the other day, uh, fair catch by him. Hey, hey. Fair, fair catch. Uh, the next one, uh, kickoff 60 yards and he returned it to the 44 for 24 yards. Hey, hey. all right. And then the, the last one, stout punts, 50 yards, uh, and gunner to the Steelers, 25 for eight yards and fumbles. Boo. So, uh, <laughs> Uh, three out of five times that he's touched the football haven't gone well. That's that's not a great percentage when <laughs> uh, when you talk about what his jo what his job is. Not great, Bob. I know Connor Hayward ran into him, but I don't care what happened. You get a hold on the football. That's your number one job is ball security. Give the ball back to the offense. Gunner has not done it. I saw I had the tweet of the clip of him hands on his head after fumbling that punt return. He knows what it means, so. Again, it's a business, but I do feel for the guy because it's just it's just gone all wrong for him. Mm -hmm. All right, Mutated Genome says, Hello, I'm not encouraged by the play of this team, but any win against the Ravens is a good win. The O-line play has been below the line. Can a trade be made before the deadline that can make an improvement? In theory, I suppose it could, but I don't know what team is shopping viable starting offensive linemen at the, at the uh, deadline. Those guys are valuable commodities, Dave. Yeah, if you did anything, it would probably be a, a, a center, right? And who's going to be 
you know, what would it cost? What's it, what's the, uh, what's the salary involved in it? You know, it, it, it never say never. Uh, but I, from where we sit right now, I, I would be a bit surprised if the Steelers make any, 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 uh, deals to acquire some players. Same. ODG Dorkman, I do not think firing Matt Canada will help with no blocking, running in the sacks, and not throwing to open receivers. It might make me feel better. I'm not sure if the last comment was Canada being fired just as the scapegoat for to feel better about that. But yeah, Canada staying. You're 3-2 and two at the bye. As much as the offense struggles and continues to struggle, even in that Ravens game, they're not making a change when you're sitting in first place. Yeah, not definitely not this week. Another comment from Gunner, surprised he was uh, even brought back, sealed a deal with that last fumble. That's some Morgan Bradley. Yeah, you know, Austin got hurt and was checked for a concussion. That's one reason why Olszewski was back there, although on the fumble, Austin was cleared and playing again, so I'm still not really sure why Austin wasn't put back there. Mike Tomlin did say that was the reason why he did not continue to return punts because he was checked for that concussion, but again, he was cleared by that point in the game, so it's all... Water under the bridge, but I don't quite understand the calculation there. And here's the thing. Unless you're going to be willing to dress uh, four wide receivers or, or bring somebody up from the practice squad, Gunner's probably going to dress. I don't uh, know. You know? Because Deontay might come back. He can bring uh, up okay. that, That's true. That's true. Deontay come. Well, when, when Deontay comes back, right. obviously. Uh, could be weeks that seven. that will change things because then you will have five wide receivers in in uniform at that point. Obviously, uh, Miles Boykin is going to get a helmet for special teams. So yeah, once uh, and hopefully, look, you got the bye week and and uh, Deontay's now missed uh, four four games now, so he's eligible, assuming he's healthy, uh, to get back after again. So now we'll have to wait and see. Uh, if in, if indeed he can return and if he does return after the bye, then yeah, Gunner should be back in active again. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if they'll part ways with him yet though. You know, uh, it's a fully guaranteed contract at this point. I, I, think, is he vested? Is. I think he is vested. So, okay. uh, uh, Probably. I, and I know they redid that contract of his right before week one and lowered the salary. Thank God for that. Hmm. Uh, it's probably 50-50 property. I mean, you you could get to a point where, okay, we've got enough out of them. We'll just eat the rest of it. But I don't, I don't it doesn't feel, it doesn't feel like such a transaction is going to come in the next couple of weeks. I don't want to make this the whole Gunnar Olszewski podcast or, or live stream, but do you have any confidence in ever letting him touch the football again in Pittsburgh? No, I no, don't. No, so you, no, you cut him. No. I mean, because if you, if you have him on your team, there might be a scenario in which you have to play him, which was the case on Sunday. So... I think what, once you're healthy, you cut What did we say his salary is? Is uh, two million? One point four now, right? Wasn't it? Yeah, it was, uh, I think it was a pay cut. It's all they ended up doing, right? right? So let's see if it was uh, one four. Let's see, one two three divided by eighteen uh, times six. I mean, you're already going to have paid him what? Uh, 460-something thousand. Does that sound right? Did I put an extra zero in there? I might have uh, times six. That sounds... Four, almost half a million, you know, uh, in, in, in salary. So that would leave about, what, about 900,000 uh, left. So at, at any given time right now, you could probably cut them. And, yeah. You know, just, just eat the rest as dead money if, if, if indeed it's fully guaranteed. Mm-hmm. I'm assuming it is. I forgot to te- check with Joel Corey on that. All right, Tim Chase, James Daniels to center. Another center question here. Gotten this a couple of times. Dave, what do you think about kicking Daniels to the pivot? I mean, you could, but I mean, he has. When's the last time he's played center in the NFL? A couple of years ago. Chicago. I don't know exactly the timeline. He was a guard his last year in Chicago. I know that. Probably his first, second year with the Bears. I mean, it's it's not impossible, but it it. It would seem like maybe Nate Herbig would get the uh, chance before they'd, they'd move Daniels. Mm-hmm. I think Cole's staying. As much as he struggled and disappointed me, he's still smart. They still trust him. He's got a relationship with Pickett. He's been his center the last two years. He can make line calls. They're going to stick with Cole. Plus, they're paying him a decent will. amount of yeah. money, and they're not going to they're not going to bench him. 
Right. Uh, Seth B is a time to start treating Pickens like a number one, put pressure on defenses to be mindful of him every play. Maybe it'll open things up. I mean, that's more for defenses to dictate than for mm -hmm. the Steelers to declare. I think you've seen this team or defenses roll a lot of coverage. Just think about the Calvin Austin 72-year touchdown. That was the Raiders rolling the safety to pick inside that it gets Austin 1v1. So you've seen that. I was really surprised about the Ravens' game plan, a singling Pickens up the way that they did, I think because of their blitz-heavy nature. But all they had to do was just double Pickens and take him away, and they win that game. Yeah, it just seems like if you just keep somebody on top of him for yep. most of the game, because Calvin Austin wasn't, wasn't going to kill you. It didn't feel like uh, uh, overall. I mean, you take your chances in some one-on-one -on -one matchups uh, when it comes to that. and Yeah, and I think George even was probably you know said after the game in, in so many words that he was a bit surprised to have so many one-on-one -on -one, uh, matchups. And boy, you know, they Kenny made some nice back shoulder throws mm -hmm. to him. Uh, about two, two or three of those, and then obviously the big one down the field, and uh, he had a couple, couple more on top of it. I mean, look, if they don't get that production out of Georgia in that game, they they definitely don't win. You no know? chance, no chance. And Baltimore, I thought, let Pickens have that production, which surprised me. Got a big, generous ten dollars super chat from Steel City One O Two, who says, "Why does it seem like Pat Meyer is getting a free pass on the criticism? Daniels and say Malu seem to be regressing since coming to Pittsburgh. The others seem to be mediocre at best." Thoughts? It's a fair point, fair critique. We've talked about it from time right. to time. the The honest answer is he's the O line coach. He's a less visible person. He doesn't speak to the media every Thursday the way that Matt Canada does. He doesn't have the title. He doesn't get the camera attention after good and bad plays the way that Canada right. does. So when you're the O-line coach and you're not Mike Munchak, people don't really know who you are. Not as visible. But I mean, with that, without a doubt, look, they, uh, I, you could visualize now. I mean, it, it doesn't seem like they're going to make changes, at least in the immediate future uh, uh, with the coaching staff. But after the season's over, uh, if, you know, Canada going, I, I would imagine that uh, he'd go out the door with him. Potentially. I'm not sure my feelings sit on that yet, but because we were praising him last year. The line, the line did get better, so we'll see how the rest of the year plays out. EST 1909 ENT says, on the podcast, Dave made a great point about how the players play hard for Tomlin. It's like they don't want to let Daddy down. I think that's what you were saying on the podcast, Dave. It's sure, I tell you, and that's just not really a one, it, 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 you know, one game or one thing instance with the Joey Porter Jr. It's really kind of a culmination of things in your head kind of brought back to the forefront by what happened. Uh, in, in, in that, it, I mean, I, I think back one of my favorite gifts, uh, a few, few years ago was TJ, uh, running back and, and, and giving, giving the ball to Mike Tomlin and kissing him, you know, <laughs> these guys just love playing for Mike Tomlin. They really do. I mean, yeah. And you know, a lot of it, I think some of the comments that you hear, yeah. I mean, lip service and all like that, but I, I, I really think those guys buy into all of that then. And, you know, we had that conversation on the podcast this morning about, you know, how all those polls every year. And I don't care if it's, if it really is only six players per team that they ask, or if it is every guy on, on, on NFL team, surely they, they don't have the ability. They have the ability. They just don't get a full uh, poll of, 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 of all NFL teams. But if you did, if you were able to conduct such a, a poll like that, where and it was uh, uh, anonymous, where people wouldn't get hung out to dry uh, on it by answering truthfully. Truthfully, I bet Mike Tomlin would win that hands down. You know, mm -hmm. uh, the the coach players would 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 most or either had had uh, had liked to play for or would like to play for and all. And I I just think he's that kind of coach, and it just it brought it back to my mind. And once again, I think somebody on Twitter uh, uh, brought it to my attention there, but it got me thinking. That's why it became kind of a a, a quick topic uh, between you and I this morning on the podcast. He just knows how to connect. He knows how to push the right buttons and get guys to to be locked in and produce. And that does not excuse the, the playoff drought. And you guys know me. I loathe the never had a losing season stat and talking point as much as any Steelers fan you're going to see. But I can appreciate that Tomlin has never lost that locker room and is going on almost 20 years, you know, 15 years plus of being the Steelers head coach and the way he's able to find ways to 
get these guys to respond to adversity, different age groups and stories and backgrounds, positions. They find a way. They persevere. That That's how the Steelers win. So they got 12 games left, right? Mm-hmm. They just have to go 500, <laughs> right? Oh, for the, the non-losing season? Is that what you're, you're talking about? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. They do. And if they do, you'll hear about it for the entire offseason. So hopefully it's hopefully it's more than nine wins and a playoff berth to talk about, but we'll see where the chips fall. All right, got a question here from a fellow Alex. says, do you have more confidence in the Steelers' passing game or running game moving forward? Not right this moment, no. And I, uh, I, I, I believe I made that pretty clear this morning on on the podcast. I was playing negative Nelly. Uh, well, do you have more? Morning. Do you have more confidence? It's it's or. So do you have more confidence in the pass game or the run game or neither? I suppose. I mean, there are a couple of times, you know, and I've I've cracked open the uh, offensive uh, all twenty two uh, today. There were time. There were there were more. I don't want to say holes, <laughs> uh, slivers of, 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 of daylight and all. So it was, I, I felt it was a better blocking performance overall. And look, it gets a good front too, right? Uh, mm-hmm. it did seem like things were getting blocked up a little bit better, uh, in this game. Now, obviously you've got a uh, new left tackle in there. Uh, second game for, for, for Nate Herbig, probably a little bit more comfortable, uh, in there, but now, you know, assuming James, James Daniels comes back, you know, from his injury, uh, you know, are you, are you going to have to work more on, on just, just that compatibility aspect of getting more comfortable? Is this going to be kind of a repeat of last season where it takes, you know, six, seven, eight games and before you really start seeing the, 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 uh, the fruits of it, but, uh, uh, there were there were small, very few slivers of hope that the running game. Now, as far as a passing game, it's still pretty much what you see is is kind of what you get. They just happen to be able to pop a couple of those back shoulders, and and obviously that deep one to uh, to to George Pickens for the for uh, for, for the touchdown. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if I had to choose, I'm with you. Probably take the run game slightly over the pass game, but the not- protection. Was better. I mean, mm-hmm. you saw his uh, pressure rate was way down. Uh, what was it, twenty nine point seven or twenty seven point nine percent of the dropbacks? He was getting the ball out a little bit quicker a- 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 as a whole in his time to throw uh, this time around. Uh, so there were some. There was a little bit hope as far as the pass protection went. I thought. I mean, there were. I thought overall the pocket presence was was a little bit better by mm-hmm. uh, by by Kenny in this game as well too. So look, you uh, we've got two weeks now to chew on this all 22 before the next set comes out. Uh, there there were a, a lot of little positives I think to build on. That's on, fair. On offense. That's fair. And for the past game again, Deontay will return hopefully within the next one or two games, which will be a boost for the past game. So there's that element of it to consider as well. Got a $5 super chat from Dead Planet, who's been in many of these uh, live streams before, says, if the Steelers can beat LA, I'll start getting excited again. But because we've been on this ride before, that game feels like a whooping coming. Fair. I have not given much thought to the Rams. They have Cooper Cup back. Um, who's the rookie? I'm trying to pronounce his name. Uh, uh, how do you pronounce his name? I should know his name. Uh, Puka, the BYU kid. Yeah. He's a talented receiver. I- I know who you're talking about. I can't pronounce his right. name either. You're, you're asking a wrong person when it comes to pronunciations. <laughs> Not the best lifeline. Uh, he had a great day at the Senior Bowl, then got concussed, and, and then you're kind of seeing that now in the NFL. But all that to say, fair. I don't know how to really answer that dead planet. We'll see how it goes. If they can win, though, they're 4-2. and two. You're really happy at that point, obviously. And look, I mean, and that's another thing that we kind of covered this morning on on the podcast. Uh, when you look at their, you know, from from now until uh, before Thanksgiving, that would be what five more games. I mean, it doesn't look all that uh, daunting overall. You know, the Rams have kind of been a hot. I mean, not not hot, but kind of a, a middling team. They've had their moments, and yeah, they've got a, 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 a you know veteran quarterback over there still, and some developing pieces. And obviously, Cup's going to really uh, give give that offense a shot. You know, Jacksonville's hasn't really kind of lived up to expectations yet. Tennessee's kind of that gritty, try to 
you know, win a lot like the Steelers do, and and who who is Green Bay at this point? Uh, and then uh, then obviously the the uh, the last of those five games before you go into uh, uh, Thanksgiving is a, is another key one against the Browns there, and they obviously have got a good defense. They're still trying to figure out figure it out on on offense though. Yeah, they are. Uh, and somebody said Nakua, so thank you, Big C, for that. That does uh, bring a bell there. Um, yeah, I mean, we're going to take it one game at a time. But, you're, I mean, if if this team can get better and get healthier, you're 3-2 and, and and not played well. We can agree upon that overall. This has not been a good stretch of five games. And yet, they're 3-2 and two in first place. You take it up a couple notches. Can they know. go 3-2 and two in this next five? Sure. You know? I think they can. Yeah, so they do that. They're 6-2. and four and yeah. i assume you're right in, in the thick of this thing and then you've got uh cincinnati arizona new england <laughs> uh the colts the Bengals, seattle and Baltimore. end it with baltimore there so uh i you know I, at worst i think you need to come out of these next five games another three and two there josh miller five dollar super chat are you concerned with the organization's ability to target and acquire oc talent that can make us competitive in today's nfl New front office needs to nail this higher. I haven't thought about, you know, post Canada much yet. And now, especially that I believe he's going to be here through at least the end of the regular season. I'm not going to really think about it much more. Is it a concern? Sure. They've not exactly been hiring the next whiz kid uh, with Randy Feetner and, and Canada himself. So it's probably a fair concern, but not something I'm thinking about much right now in the middle of the season. I would just hope, uh, assuming we get to that point, that this time they go outside the organization. You know, uh, I don't think Sullivan's, you know, the answer there. I don't think anything in-house is what you need to do. I think you need to go out and find a coordinator that, 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 you know, uh, can, can work with what Kenny has put on tape at that time. Fair. I'm with you there. I think outside the organization is the way to go. Would, would Wiz be a bad uh, return at this Uh, point? Is that really outside the organization? Just bring back the guy that you had. Way back oh, when, yeah. What's he doing these days? Where's he at? I don't know what he's doing. Oh, is he days. is he in the NFL? I don't think Ken Wilson. That's maybe I'm wrong. Maybe he's a, a positional coach somewhere. But the internet or you can can check me. I don't know if Ken Wilson. Not I'm pretty sure he's not an NFL OC. I don't think he is. Uh, at Alabama, special ah. assistant to the head coach. One of those Saban projects, like who was it? Uh, Sarkeesian. I think it was Matt mm-hmm. Patricia and those kind of guys. I think Patricia was maybe one of them, but probably pass on Ken was not. I would just like to see them go outside there. Brian Jonkers says TJ on pace for 27 sacks this season. Yeah. I mean, this dude could set the sack record. I know we're a ways away, but we'll talk about it early as opposed to when it's staring us in the face. He's got eight right now in his 2021 season where he tied the record. He had five at this point. Dude could do it. Couple of impressive ones yesterday. Yeah, you had. I love that clip you had of Macari just punching air. I mean, just literally yeah. punching air. You, you never see that happen. Man, you look at that right, and and I meant to slow that down. I slowed down uh, the uh, the Highsmith one with the chop and and kung and, fu and, fighting. And, yeah, yeah. Uh, everybody was kung fu fighting. <laughs> uh, but uh, I uh, I slowed that one down. I didn't slow down the uh, the first Watt one there. But you know, go smooth. And man, by the time he sticks that hand, you know, gives him that inside uh, hand that, that you know to to to, to ghost and all and, and pulls it back out. Macari's punching at air and uh, TJ's already into his rip. You know, already got the you know the that that upward arm coming up under and and you know flattening out to the quarterback. And I mean, you could visibly see uh, Macari's uh, right arm st- stuck out in, <laughs> in, in, in 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 the air there. And I mean, he and I haven't gotten to. The, I meant to get to that. Uh, that uh, one that uh, Quan Alexander had, I'm going to break that down after we get off this thing later tonight and uh, to see if TJ might should deserve a half for that one. I think he's got a case. Someone has to dub that photo Macari with a, you're probably wondering how I got myself in this situation, uh, yeah. something like that, because that is a tough spot to be in for sure. Ronald Hall says, do the Steelers realize that Najee has good hands? Can we get him a screen pass, please? I know he's not the pass down back anymore. Warren is, and I'm very happy with, with that decision. But I think Harris could probably get a couple more catches. I'm with you there, Ronald. Yeah, how many did he have his rookie season? 74, I think. Now, he was the every down workhorse guy. Dude never mm-hmm. came off the field. But yeah, I think he's got 
three, four catches this year. Like, that's literally it. So probably, can, especially with Beyonce out and Frymouth missing, you'd think that Harris would get a little bit more involved. How many sacks would Cam Hayward have right now if he was healthy for all these games? I, I was mean, thinking he, about that earlier, <laughs> earlier you, today. He would have yeah. gone against Kendrick Green, so how high can you count? I mean, mm. I don't know how many. I mean, granted, they didn't sack Stroud in that game, but he would have, I don't know, three, four? I guess. thought four. That, okay. That's the first number that popped in my head. Fair. I uh, don't know exactly how many, but certainly anything would have been a positive contribution for sure. I uh, appreciate you guys being here in the chat. 117 people. Really thankful for the support tonight. Again, if you guys could like this video, subscribe to the channel. Dave and I would be grateful for it. Got a $5 super chat from Rafael Urquiza. I may be mispronouncing that, so I apologize. But $5 super chat from him who says, Do you think that Kenny can't make the throws in the middle of the field? Or do you think uh, the lack of trust in him is dictating the very limited playbook? I don't know if it's either of those things. A, I, I don't think he's incapable of making those throws, so I'll just kind of answer that off the top. I don't know if there's a lack of trust in him, so I, I don't know the best way to answer that. I, I don't think it's either of those things, though. I mean, there's been a couple that we pointed out that we kind of thought not not exactly middle of the field, but you know, inside the numbers for sure that we felt like he should have pulled the trigger on so far this season. Yeah, um, I don't know what that reason is. I don't know if it was him just having some trepidation and just being a little unsure and just trying to, to find his groove and his rhythm. Um, so I, I don't have a great answer for you, Rafael, in terms of, of, of that stuff. Um, I, I do think, though, he's a sideline thrower. I think he likes the 1v1 matchup, and I think that was pretty evident against Baltimore yesterday. Mm-hmm. All right, scrolling back up here, half hour to go. Appreciate you guys being here. Jared Mayak says, great podcast earlier, guys. For sure, a lot of areas for the team to improve on. But a gutsy win. Hope we can find some wide receiver returner depth that's more solid than Gunner. Gotta move on from him. Mims. That's of course referring to Denzel Mims who got signed to the practice squad I believe last week. He's not a returner, but he's the interesting height, weight, speed guy that never figured things out with the Jets. Right. I, I don't, yeah, it'd probably take a lot to see him at this point. Yeah, I'm with you there. Especially with, again, Deontay coming back probably within a game or two. Dan says, Dave and Alex, I love you guys. That's all he's got, but we love you we too, We love Dan. you too. Another super chat. Thank you guys for all the super chats today. Incredibly generous says, with the Arizona Cardinals looking to rebuild soon, how likely is it they deal Buda Baker and any chance the Steelers attempt to acquire him? He never got his contract, I assume, right? He was asking for one this summer. Buda was. Uh, I don't think he, he never ever got, got one. Did he? So there was there no resolution to it because he was... It seemed like there was a point where he wanted paid or wanted out so somebody else would pay him. I forget how that thing got resolved, if it got resolved. I'm not sure how that story has wrapped up or where it's headed right now. Right. Uh, I mean, he's earning 13-1 this year. Uh, it has a $200,000 total uh, per game roster bonus and 700000 in other bonuses there. So, I mean, that, it would be too expensive to acquire that anyway. Yeah, and he wants to, I think, and, become the highest paid safety in football. Right, and right. He's and not he's, getting more than Minka. He's set to earn $14.2 million next year on top of it. They're, they're, they're not going to do that. Yeah, and if they did, God, the Colin Coward rant that would happen, I could not take with the whole spending on defense thing. All so right, right. Not going to happen uh, there. Uh, looking at the bottom here, just briefly kind of jumping around the chat. Now, he might he might get no it's a possibility he gets moved. I just sure. don't think, you know, it's 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 the Steelers. Yeah, I'm with you there on both uh both fronts. Chill Z X Y T says, Are you guys really buying into the Sertan rumors floating around? My God, J uh, Joey Porter Jr. and Sertan would be a duo. Are they rumors? I think Somebody talked about it once, and that, that, I guess, constitutes a rumor. So I don't believe there are rumors. Could, I don't know what the I Broncos— I think it's are. just people uh, uh, speculating that, yeah. hey, that would look that would look good there, you know, that, that kind of thing. Uh, he is in the th uh, third year of his rookie contract, right? Certain. Uh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, you, you could acquire him. It wouldn't sure. be cost prohibitive, but— I mean, obviously, it's not going well in Denver, but I don't know what their plans are. And he's kind of a young fixture that they probably want to keep around, even if they're going to go ahead and blow this thing up. 
Right. And if you did trade for him, you'd have to give up something probably pretty significant, yes. you know, uh, to, to get him. You could obviously stomach it from a cap standpoint because he's uh, on a uh, base salary this year of nine hundred forty thousand. So that's that's not the issue. The issue is compensation and and getting them fit in, you know, I mean, could, could they make the deal? I mean, absolutely. You could make the deal. Will they, I, I would be surprised if they did. He, you know, if they are going to deal him, he'll, he'll end up somewhere else. Right. So, uh, again, we try to be a bit careful with trade related stuff because I know conversation suddenly becomes rumors and we want to stay just very clear that there's not been any report about that. It's fine to talk about, but just let's not call them rumors right now. Uh, let's see, there were some questions, and I don't know exactly from who. I think Ryan Wood is asking about this, some others about Matt Canada, the uh, Pickens touchdown, his reaction or lack thereof, Pickett with the Randy call. Dave, can you kind of walk through what your thoughts are and, and probably dismiss some of this uh, speculation? Well, first and foremost, if you go back to uh, in the first quarter, I think it was the, was it the third down play uh, that they come out and – there's a Randy call there, uh, uh, which is, you know, you, you speculate, you know, whether it's Ricky, Randy, Randy, what, what's another R word? They, you know, it's, it's Ringo. usually an R, yeah. Ringo. It's usually an R and an L word for right and left. And it's not like my wife said, well, why don't they just say right and <laughs> left? I said, well, that's a good. That's a fair and, point, uh, actually. Well, you, tip. Know, you know, uh, that, that's the first thing that, uh, that, 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 that she said to me last night when I was talking about and all. And uh, not that I have a lot of conversations about football with, with, <laughs> with, with my wife but uh uh and you know i i've heard uh, some say you know depending on the quarter they'll switch that up you know yeah. uh, uh, uh 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 an r word will mean left you know you just i guess depends on team to team but and there I, are I dummy think it's, calls too so teams right, can't right, dial in right but i i think it's clear especially going back to that early play uh, you can hear the boom mic pick it up on the TV tape if you go back and 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 listen to it. You know they they're calling Ringo, and I think he says that the bad thing is that I wish you had a button that you could cut out the announcers from talking <laughs> uh, there. I would pay for nothing but a boom mic feed during a during a game like that. They you tried know? that once way back when. Uh, did not they would not get well received though. No one Well, answered. I I would receive it. Uh okay. I would pay for it too. I know but you would. he he says something to uh, Mason Cole says something it sounds like he says we're hot or we're special or something like that uh, in there but you, he gets run over by by the announcer there but you definitely hear the Ringo call or Randy, uh, Ra Randy call in there and that ended up being the the throw it wasn't a deep throw it was, I guess it was more like a, an attempt another one of those back shoulders it was incomplete high out of, out of bounds over there but that was your first instance of 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 an audible uh, 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 Randy called there in the game, and then fast forward to uh, later in 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 the game on the on the touchdown. They, and I know Jalen Warren said it was an audible after the game. I just think he means that they made an audible to the protection, right? Which it, changes it, Warren's assignment because he's blocking right. to the left now, opposite the slide. Right, and uh, I think it's clear when you look at the all twenty-two and all like that that uh, that's that was the case there that the the audible or, or, or the check in that situation was change sliding the protection to the right in that situation, thus another Randy call uh, in that. So I, it's not that they changed the play; they just changed the protection on the play due to them obviously seeing a cover cover zero situation uh against them so as far as Matt canada's reaction i mean it, it's fun it's funny and all like that uh it, but how how much did it, it almost seems like he wants to celebrate out he you know it looks like maybe he's looking for flags or who, who knows what's going through that guy's head at that point you know and you know or, uh, so I, I i i tell you what i'm not buying i'm not buying that He's he's bewildered that the, that the play call was changed or anything like like that. Yeah, I don't buy that for a second. Only listen, Canada is ripe for much criticism, but only in Pittsburgh can you somehow find a way to blame the OC on touchdowns. <laughs> you know, like they scored. Let's be happy. Canada either is thinking about a million things. They were going for two after that play, so he's probably thinking about okay, the two point play. I got to get it in. What am I going to call here? Big moment there, uh, situationally for the game. Um, I'm not buying in the all this kind of to me nonsense. And as you said, Randy is just slide production. All right, what else do we have here? Uh, Ant Mac coming back soon says from Mike Adesso and King dressing now. 
no need to have Gunner ever catch a punt again. That's fair. McFarlane may be coming back. And if, even if he's not, get a dress. Uh, uh, how do you pronounce the name? Equabuke? Uh, right. A little rough there. Uh, been a while since I've said that. He's been inactive uh, so far since getting signed off of the Falcons practice squad. So, And this is his third week. He, I guess, right? The bye week will count as a week. So you can cut him and replace him with McFarlane for week seven if uh, Ant-Mac is healthy. True, I believe. Okay, yep. because you have to keep him for at least three weeks, or the spot at least for three weeks. Uh, does Pickens have any three-step drop throws? Uh, I mean, I'm sure he does, but yeah, we haven't seen the quick game too much this year. Right, I'd like to see a little bit more of it. I, I In fact, I wrote it up, uh, like to see him go, and look, he got the ball out quicker, I think, overall this time in this game, but you'd like to, you, you know, my heart craves some more of those slants, especially when DJ gets back. You know, mm-hmm. you've seen the quick game be the sprint outs. Uh, that's kind mm-hmm. of what they've used, which is, uh, you know, moving the pocket, the launch point, not to. Were you were you hollering at the, at the TV on that one where he has Connor Hayward just sitting there uh, uh, waiting? I mean, he eventually got the ball to Connor Hayward, but I was like, throw the damn ball to him. Get rid of it. You know, mm, which uh, one was that? The, you know, the second I half? think that was the second. I think it was either the second or third catch uh, uh, Connor had of the game. OK, I think it was in the first half. I'll have to go back and check. I don't know if I had that reaction, but I may have not just seen it uh, on that particular play. Uh, Brennan J, another super chat, $5 from him. Do you think Joey Porter Jr. will take over as the starter after the bye week? Seems quite difficult to keep him off the field. He better. He better. I mean, I, I wrote the article today. I said that toothpaste is not going back in the tube. Will he be, you know, the true every down guy? We'll see, but he's not going to be just a dime guy. He's going to at least get work in nickel packages. They're going to have the bye week to kind of sit and figure this stuff out. So he's going to play, I would call it, a regular amount of snaps come week seven. If he doesn't, then it's a crying shame. Yeah, and I think you phrased that right. The toothpaste, you can't put the toothpaste back in the tube at this point. For sure. All right, let me scroll back up. About 20 minutes left, so be sure to get your questions in. Really appreciate the turnout tonight. Again, like the video, subscribe to the channel for more content. Uh, what else do we have here? Uh, Natalie Osborne, I would like to see less of Chandon Sullivan and Loudermilk, more of King and Fahoko. Not saying those two are better, just seen enough of the other two. Would you guys prefer King and Fahoko now? Yeah, we didn't see a single snap from Fahoko yesterday. Now, he he's a nose tackle. Loudermilk's more of a D-tackle DN, so it's kind of a different position, but... Um, you know, I think Loudermilk has lost snaps and probably rightfully so. I think maybe you, you could, you can certainly play King in the slot some more. I'm not opposed to that, but I, I bump Peterson inside more and, and that allows Porter a better opportunity to, to, to play. Yeah. I was, I was surprised we didn't see, uh, any of Fahoko, uh, in that game. And once Liao gets healthy, you have to wonder that sends Fahoko back to the, uh, inactive list, you know? You know, Armand Watts played, and this is one thing I haven't gotten to the tape on, played 18 total snaps, 11 pass rush snaps in this game, and PFF has him down for for uh, three total hurries, or four total pressures in this game, three hurries and a hit. Yeah, I'd have to look at my charting on that. Sounds similar. There was some interior pressure that he got. I don't know how much of it was you know, high quality or not, but he's definitely getting snaps over a lot of right now. Uh, let's see what else do we have here. Yeah, Mark asking about how many snaps did Fahoko have? Zero. A goose egg for Braden Fahoko. Didn't even get in on special teams either. Mm. Yeah. yeah. No, no, Brian, no, nothing. Brian Jonker, why does Fitzpatrick have the most tackles? He is so much better being our deep cover. I mean, part of it's because they've allowed some explosive plays, and he's last line of defense. Yesterday, he spent a lot of time in the box covering Mark Andrews on third down, so uh, get some more tackles maybe that way. But, you know, when you're a run defense, it's been as poor statistically as Pittsburgh has been. Your safeties make a lot of tackles. Mm-hmm. And then Tim Chase, why not Desmond King and Porter on the outside corner suck bad? I mean, King's really, I think, more of a slot guy. Although at this point, I mean, he he can play outside in a pitch, but I think he's best suited to play in the slot now. Just one snap for him. I don't know what the if the plan was to maybe play him more. Maybe they had a red zone package for him because his snap came in the red zone, the Justice Hill touchdown. So I don't know if they had kind of a, just a package for him and and maybe expand from there. 
Uh, let's see. Zygmunt uh, Reichenbach says, can you tell us how Jones performed? It looked like Kenny could hang in the pocket longer with Jones, and he did not give up any egregious pressures. Dave, you've seen the offense more than I have. I know you said you just kind of took a glance through the O-line, but what do yeah, you... Yeah, I, I thought he represented himself well overall, especially in, 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 you know, in, in, in pass protection there. So, uh, uh, now look, the, uh, we talked about this, uh, head of the, ahead of the game, you know, the, the Baltimore's, you know, had some injuries on the edge and, and all like that. So it's not, it was a good, it was a good game to cut his teeth on, uh, overall, I think, uh, when it, when it comes to the Ravens there and, uh, yeah, I, I thought he represented himself well. I think, uh, one 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 hurry in this game and that was it now once again Kenny was able to get the ball out a little bit quicker in this game and all like that but uh uh and then I think you, you do once again have to consider that you know that you know this was the uh weakest edge rushing team I think the Steelers have pay, f- faced this year so far but he, he can't control that you have to just block uh, they did a. You're going to see this on tape too. They did a, a lot better job handling twist, twisting uh, on these in, in this game. I thought they had to because the Ravens bring it. They're going to. They're not as exotic as they were under Wink Martindale, but still under Mike McDonald, <laughs> they're going to do some some crazy stuff in some third down situations, some two minute type stuff. And they had to pass a lot, and, and there's some obvious pass stuff late in the game. So good to hear on Broderick Jones. It did feel much better overall. Yeah, I think Sayamalo had a good game. He was uh, uh, in, a, in a lot of those pass-offs on those twists and stunts mm-hmm. and all. Brian Jonker, Lattermook is always missing out on practices, but plays. Why can't they keep him out of games? I think you're thinking of Larry Okunjobi. Lattermook has not missed time recently. Uh, Okunjobi misses time, and he's playing well. Uh, Afton Fareds, $5 Super Chat. Thank you for that. Afton says, when will they go back to using guys where they shine? Minka, for example... I understood the game plan yesterday because they want they need somebody to try to take away Andrews. And generally, Andrews did arguably drop a touchdown, but Andrews did not have a big impact in this game, so that was positive. Um, I think he, I think Minka has played in the box a little too much, but I think they've kind of gotten better about it the last couple of weeks. Yeah, it's matchup centric, you know. Right, and Andrews is certainly one of those where you need a really good interior cover guy and corners are too small to kind of do that. So Minka's the man for the job. Our own David O asking, did you see Ogunjobi get hurt? How bad did it seem? I haven't seen the play back. I think it was a maybe upper body shoulder thing. I think he's okay. Stinger, I think. Stinger, it, yeah. It, kind of... it looked like when, when he got up, uh, to me, it, it, uh, Dr. Day, you know, uh, <laughs> uh, I only play a doctor on Twitter, but uh, I, I, I kind of felt maybe it was a stinger or something. I think Dave's uh, medical advice is bite that on this rag. Is, uh, <laughs> the yeah, take, take, take this shot. All right, there you go. All right, let's see what else we have here. 15 minutes left. Let me scroll back up, and we'll try to go through as many questions as we can. Really appreciate you guys being here tonight. Uh, let's see what else we have where I kind of left off. Bryce Jennings, do you think a Bruce Arians-esque deep shot on the first drives could change the complexion of our offense? I mean, they're not opposed to it. They probably have some deep stuff built into a lot of concepts that just don't become available based on coverage. But I mean, at this point, that that, that first shot down into uh, the end zone that he took to to uh, to Pickens there, did it feel like Pickens should have ran that? Not that it would have been completed. And no, this is not hating on Pickens, but it feels like he could have got on his horse and stayed on his horse a little bit more uh, on, on, on that play. I'll have to go back and check. I do think Pickens has not always run his routes as hard as they could be run, so your critique is probably fair. That ball hits about two yards at the near the end line of the end zone there, and uh, uh, that's homework for you, Alex. Okay, I will get to work here tonight. That's not the um, the one in the left corner that could have been P.I.? No, 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 one. it's not that one. Okay. No, it's a, l- a little bit further out. All right, I'll go check that one there. Uh, we'll talk about it maybe on Wednesday. Uh, let's see. I just lost my place here. Somebody was asking about why this Tomlin— just, This just turns into a conversation. To... <laughs> so, me, 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 me giving, uh, picking Alex's brain and giving him homework. Yeah. Is all, is, sorry about that. It's more of an accounting project than it is right. a, a live stream here. Somebody was asking about, I think, Raphael, about why Tomlin's keeping Canada— 
listen, we'll see what happens after the year. You guys have to understand, they have never fired a coach midseason, like ever. I, I can't find a single example of that happening. So it's just something they don't do. Tomlin, Cower, Noel, doesn't matter. Joe Bach, like it does not matter. They do not fire coaches, right or wrong. They just don't do it. And when you're three and two, first place in the bye, they're not they're not canning the OC. All right. So after the season out, it God help them if they bring back Matt Canada in twenty for twenty twenty four, resign him to a new new contract. Then I mean get ready for that day, Dave. Oh no, that ain't gonna happen. But yeah, I don't I think we're pretty safe from there. But but that's where any kind of critique would, would come in at this point. Uh let's see what we have here. Fifteen minutes left. Uh David, how do you uh, Alex, how do you fix the secondary? That's a that's a Large question. I'd have Porter left corner, at least in nickel and in dime, obviously, but maybe even in base as well. I'd kick Peterson to the slot in nickel. Uh, Wallace would stay at right corner. Yeah, he's not been great, but your options, I think, are still pretty thin overall. That's how I would handle the uh, cornerback room. Boy, how many yards were left out on that field by those Ravens wide wide receivers and tight ends? Two, you know, one score for sure. Mm-hmm. Two scores for sure. Aguilar, the other one. Aguilar, yeah. Aguilar probably cruises on in if he catches that one man there had to be a, how many hit how much hidden yardage was lost in that do you reckon i mean Six, 60 100? 70 i mean 100? the one to zay on the first drive the cost them that's at least three if they connect on that because tucker's not missing um bateman and andrews dropping touchdowns Aglor dropping the touchdown yeah i mean tons absolutely tons. and then flowers falling down yeah. on that one that's probably a There's touchdown probably 100 yards if not more. So, yeah, certainly, again, my, my statement today was Ravens fans are more mad about this loss and Steeler fans are happy about this win, but I don't care. I'll take Good a win point. and enjoy it no matter how you get it, especially with all the crap Pittsburgh's been through. All right, what do we got here? Scrolling back. Let me kind of get to a different part here, the the live chat. Uh, somebody said, how about Leftwich? I'm not even sure if that's true or not. I think it's his agency or his supposed agency denied that rumor about him contacting the team. So... Yeah, he said, what did you say, 1,000% false or something like that? Right. Assuming he's still his agent, which we think he is, but uh, I don't know. I mean, they have an assistant in Glenn Thomas, so I'm not sure what Leftwich would do. They have, they, have, they have two quarterback coaches. They have an offensive assistant. They have Canada's kind of right-hand man in Matt Tom's show. I mean, I'm not sure what Leftwich is going to offer the team at this point. All right, uh, how can we as fans get our hands on all 22 tape? I want to watch, but don't want to pay an arm and a leg for it. I think NFL Plus is going to be your best route publicly there, Paul Brown. So it's a little bit of money, but that's going to be your best path to uh, to do so. Brendan J with the uh, third, I believe the third Super Chat. So thank you for this, Brendan. If you could have it your way, what OC would you like to pair Kenny with? Have you given any thought to that, Dave? None. I haven't given any thought to it. None whatsoever. I have a small list of names I made up about two weeks ago when I thought Canada could get fired if things were still super bad at the bye. King, but... King's, King, uh, Cliff Cliff runs through my head, but okay. it might be a little bit too exotic. I don't know. Yeah, I have not. I've just done some base-level, service-level research. I'm not going to give out any names right now. We'll talk about it. There'll be a time for us to talk about that, I imagine, Dave, uh, coming in January. So uh, we'll save it for then. Uh, let's see. What do we have here? Tim Chase, Matt Canada. Clone, clone, clone Shanahan. Yeah, can you do that? I mean, are there other Shanahans? There's a bunch of them. There's Mike. There's <laughs> Kyle. There's got to be a third Shanahan out there somewhere. Tim Chase, Matt Canada reminds me of Joe Walton, disaster hire. Bubby Brister looked lost like Pickett. Yeah, Walton was kind of the original OC that I think fans hated, right, Dave? You remember those days? Oh, yeah. No Owen Joe. There you go. Faceless man, what do you guys think our offense does well? If you had to pick something, I don't know where to begin with that one there, Dave. What do they do well? Take care of the ball. Generally speaking, they don't turn yeah. it over a ton. Ball security with the running backs. Some back shoulders yesterday. Some nice back shoulders. Yeah. Uh, um, the the list is the list is short. What they're doing well on offense right now. It's like asking what I do well in a in a basketball game. I can. I'm a great great teammate, Dave. That's all I got for wow. you. I can't. Uh, there's no turnaround jump shot in my game. So, um, yeah. Knight Rider says not a damn thing, man. I think responding to faceless man. Uh, let's see what we have here. Tim Rice is in the chat. He just deleted a message. I didn't get a chance to read. Says, uh, hey, Alex, this time, do you think Canada plays or bad or we don't know how to call them? Not entirely sure what you mean there, Tim. Um, 
I, I think the sequencing of plays has been poor, and I've talked about that a couple of times on the podcast and on the site and on the channel, all those kinds of things. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mason Cole is going to need help against Aaron Donald from Eric McDowell. That's fair. Pat Myers' system, the guards hope the ends uh, and the tackles, or I should say the guards hope the tackles against the ends more often, usually leaving the center 1v1 and Donald versus anybody, much less Mason Cole, is going to be a difficult matchup. Yeah, I would agree. Do we see Trice being a serviceable player once he comes back next year? Wallace will likely leave in free agency, and Peterson only a one-year deal. I think it was a two-year deal on Peterson. Wallace is a free agent. I mean, Dave, I'd ask you, but I know you didn't get to really see the guy, obviously, because he got hurt. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you just keep – I mean, the, the bad thing about it now is you're talking about a couple of times uh, with him and them legs, right? Yeah, with, he's got a long history. That's why he fell in the draft. He's got now two torn ACLs in his career, broken ankle, I think groin and hamstring pulls. So hopefully he gets back. He's got a lot of time to recover, but we'll who see. Was that, who was that cornerback years ago? Was it Hawthorne? That Terry, they, Terry uh, Hawthorne? Yeah, that, uh, had all, that just never could stay healthy. Kind of, kind of the same MO, right? Never even, never even saw the field. Yeah, they had a couple of just flameouts. It was him, Shaq Richardson. Of course, Golson never stayed healthy. Right. That was kind of the the, the big name there. Uh, David, Look, was... anything you get out of him at this point's gravy. Uh, you know, I, I I would say, and it's all going to be mostly related to his health at this point. You have to worry about what the problems that he's had with those legs now. Absolutely. Uh, so far, uh, Thiago Fernandez says sending greetings from Brazilian fans, specifically the black and gold. Uh, BR crew. So I think greetings from Brazil. There's a there's a great contingency of Steeler fans in Brazil. Mm-hmm. Dave, I know you you have been on I think some podcasts out there before. So I uh, love to see that. And the NFL I think is is looking to expand to play maybe in Brazil. And I think no team would be better equipped to play in Brazil than the Pittsburgh Steelers. Yeah, that'd be exciting for the fan base down there for sure. David O says coaches have quit midseason like Burt Bell, but not fired to my knowledge. Yeah, there's been a couple of those, and there's been some demotions. You know. Jack McNeil Jr. is one of them. Um, I think Ray Sherman, I believe you mentioned, Dave, back in the 90s. He got basically demoted midseason. Uh, Buff Donnelly in 1941 quit coaching the Steelers to go uh, coach uh, Duquesne. He was coaching both Duquesne and the Steelers. I think the NFL said you got to pick, and Duquesne was a far better team than the Steelers, so he just mm-hmm. left and went back to college uh, full-time. But I-, I-, I took like a half hour to research it one day, Dave. I could not find one instance of a coach actually being fired midseason. Yeah, uh, as far as I know, that hadn't happened. Uh, I think the closest one is Al Everest, who got fired right before the uh, 2012 season, special teams coordinator. Uh, why not just go heavy more often with DJ and Pat out or try twin back? Heavy has not worked. They have not been, Man, they've they been have worse. They have not been able to run heavy. They are a worse team running at a heavy than they are at a lead personnel. So I, that's a good instinct, but it has not been effective. Uh, let's see what else we have here. Maybe some more questions. I'll kind of scroll through it. Do you see McFarland contributing at all this year? That's from Sydney. Kick returner, maybe some pass plays and third, fourth downs, but obviously he's going to be a, a very much a, a role player on this offense. Uh, let's see what else we have here. Any chance they make a trade for a center? That's from AG Shadowman, kind of like the first question that we got. I don't even know what center it would be. Who's got a center out there they're looking to deal? I mean, maybe somebody, but I have not looked at a list of names or heard about anyone that could be a candidate to get dealt. I, I Once again, I would be surprised if this team deals for any player yeah, at this I'm, point. I'm there with you, Dave. Uh, how did the Ravens— We're coming up, what, about two, three—what is it? Uh, November 2nd or 3rd? When's the trade deadline this year? It's right around there. It's— yeah, I think because Claypool got dealt November 1st last year ahead of the deadline, so it's got to be that first week in November. And obviously the NFL trade deadline is usually less active than any other sport, baseball, hockey. October 31st this oh, year, it looks Halloween, like. Halloween, a Halloween trade deadline. There you go. Trick or treat. Um, what else do we have here? Do you see them moving picket a lot against the Rams, boots, sprint right, left options, even dovetail drops? Yeah, I mean, to change the launch point when you got Donald up the middle, that's probably a fair way to to go about that. I I don't know exactly how much they'll do. Game circumstance dictates that to a degree, but that's probably a fair consideration. Steelers were 1-4 this time last year. Time to go on a run. That's from Christopher 11. Yeah, I mean, they were were in a much worse place record-wise last year. 
That's a fair point. Like we said, this, you know, these next five games don't look overly, at least on paper, and take that for what it's worth. But you know, you would you would think they can, they could, should, you know, I I can't I can't use the word should. Uh, you think it's possible that they at least could go three and two in these next five? I think it's certainly possible. Brennan J, really appreciate the hard work with the podcast. I never miss an episode. He's got a bunch of super chats today, so thank you, Brennan, for your support, uh, both in the live stream and with the podcast. Well, we wouldn't be here if we didn't have people like like you find people listening, so thank you for listening and reading. Absolutely. Got a question about, do you think Dan Moore comes back to be the starter when healthy based on Sunday's performance? I think Jones stays as the left tackle. Mm-hmm. I would agree. Yeah, another uh, uh, two two sets of toothpaste have been opened. There. <laughs> yes, and uh, both of those are not going back into their respective tubes. The kids are all right, Dave. You got Benton, you got Jones, Porter. Everybody was griping about the starter. The rookies aren't playing enough. They're playing now, and they're playing mm-hmm. pretty well. $5 Super Chat from Harry Ape says, Didn't Jack McNell Jr. get fired as Steelers O-line coach midseason? Thanks for all the content and work you guys do. He was reportedly demoted. He got he got fired after his first year, and I believe that was 2013. He was a one-and-done, and it's atypical of this team to fire coaches mid-contract, but he was an example of that, but he was not fired mid-season. He was demoted, but he was retained for the entire season. So that that's kind of the one of the closer examples, and again, Everest in 2012 uh, was actually fired before the, the year began, but mid-season, true mid-season firings, have not seen them. Uh, do you think that two point try had any impact on the potential outcome of the Ravens game? It would have been, was it 14 to 10? I mean, I guess, I guess not. Any thoughts on that two point play there, Dave? On the Steelers one? Yes. I believe that's what, uh, Pittsburgh Toddy's asking. Uh, I haven't really thought about it, to be honest with you. Me neither. I don't think it really ultimately had too much of an outcome, uh, change overall, Steelers by the lake. If you could have a conversation with one member, owner, player, or coach of the team right now to try and keep the season heading in the right direction, who would you talk to and what would you say? I have no idea who I would talk to. I don't know if anyone would care about anything I have to say yeah. about the uh, the season. Uh, I just, I don't know, I'd go talk to Pat Meyer about run blocking techniques or something, <laughs> something like that. That's all I would do. Yeah, uh, I would. Yeah, I I can't really think of a good good uh, answer to that either. I'd 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 like to sit in a room with Omar Khan and talk cap. Right. So we we would be of no use, I'm sure, to help uh, any advice. Uh, not that they would expect that or or need that. I'm sure. For Tech Sports, I have a general podcast question. What is each of your favorite memories from the podcast over the years? I think I know what your answer is going to be, Dave. I'll let you go first on this one. I don't. You tell me what you think mine is. I you know so many so many. Well, you talk about the Devin Bush debates that we had. Oh, he yeah. Came out of Michigan. Yeah. Yeah. Those those were especially that I turned out being right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You like those a bit more. Fair. Yeah, I do like those. Uh, I, I tend I tend not to rate the ones where I'm uh, <laughs> wrong uh, uh, in speculation. I like I mean, there's been so many great conversations, you know, over the years. The draft ones are usually uh, really, really good. Uh, man, I, I can't. I can't sit here and say, man, there's, there's, there's one thing that pops into my Cause I've done so many of these now, mm-hmm. you know, and, and, and all I, heck, sometimes I forget what we talked about. If, 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 if we talked about it on Monday, or if we talked about on Wednesday, or if we talked about it in one of these live streams and all like that, I don't know. You, 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 you people listen, what's, what's been some of your favorite moments in this? Right. Alex, yeah. what's been, what's been some of your favorite moments? I'm trying to think a specific moment. I'm with you. The draft conversations, the pro day conversations that we have are always kind of fun. We do our mm-hmm. little Easter eggs and then talk about it on the show. I think maybe just less of a specific memory, but when I had the old, uh, the old train horn and going by and you'd hear it sometimes uh. and we play that whole game and I had to mute and unmute. And sometimes I would unmute in the middle of a train horn cause you threw it back to me and I was hoping that you wouldn't and all that kind of stuff. And so those days are, are long gone, thank goodness. But yeah, the, I mean, talking to Dick LeBeau, obviously highlight Franco. We got to yeah. talk to Franco before he passed, and the Dave T uh, conversations draft. Yeah, time. all the Dave yeah. T conversations were you strap up uh, for because you you never knew <laughs> what you're gonna get. You you would go into those things thinking that you were because you'd had him on so many times. You think, okay, I'm I'm ready for this. Uh, now you never, you were never ready, uh, for, no. for, for a Dave T, uh, conversation all like that. But, uh, I, I'm just blessed. I, I can't believe we've been able to do this this long. 
you know. What was the uh, first year of the podcast? 2012? Like two, uh, two, 2010, I think. Man, that's one of the longest. It's going to be one of the longest running sports podcasts. Not even just well, my, Steelers my or football. Well, my reminded me that, you know, back when you were doing it, people were, it was just becoming a thing. Right. You know, uh, you know, radio stations were getting into at least putting some radio stations of putting at least their archive shows up there. And yeah, there, there were, there were podcasts, but it, it obviously wasn't nowhere close to, to, to what it is now. And I mean, I'm just, just blessed to be able to do this you know, three times a week and do it with Alex. I mean, there's nobody else I'd rather do it with. And, you know, I look forward to it. You never know which way we, you know, we don't have pre-production meetings. Mm. I think that's probably pretty obvious (laughs) at at, at this point. We'll go down rabbit holes. We'll, you know, I learned stuff uh, more times than not when talking to Alex and bounce things off and we'll get ideas that way. So, you know, just, just thankful overall. Likewise, and who could forget Trevor Kazora? That's from Zach Mandel. The chat clearly has not forgotten. It's been years since that happened. And people, I, I got comments in, at training camp. Fans, fans would come up to me and, and talk to me about that, which is it. I appreciate, but I can't believe people remember that stuff. All right, Dave, it's eight o'clock here. I think uh, we're about ready to to call this one a night. Thank you guys so much. Great, great chat tonight. So much better to do these out after a, a win than a loss and great super chats and just really good support. And Dave, as always, thank you for being here. Well, thank you for carrying these along and thank you everybody for showing up and partaking and great questions and appreciate the super chats and peace and love everybody. All right. There'll be an archive version of this on Steelers Depot in just a little bit. So if you want to catch the whole thing, if you missed the portion or want to listen to us back again, you guys can do that. We'll of course have the podcast on Wednesday and have a bye week to talk about and kind of go through the tape and, and maybe do some different projects. I'm not sure what we'll have on uh, in store. The team, I think, will have some practices on Tuesday and Wednesday. So there'll be some things to talk about from that aspect as well. So as always, thank you guys so much for listening, and we'll talk to you soon.